And now we go via satellite to 92.9's very own El Donzo is on location. Hurricane Hillary is supposed to be making landfall. Let's go live to El Donzo right now. Yeah, thanks, Chad. It's really terrible out here. I'm down in Southern California right now, and Hurricane Hillary has just been upgraded to a Cat 4. A Cat 4. Chad, oh boy, this is bad. I'm getting re- Wait, I'm getting reports that it's changing course, Chad from Southern California to the Rachel Maddow Show, Chet. Chet, it's Hurricane Hillary. What? What is it, Eldonzo? She's gone from suck to blow. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the Eldonzo and D Show. You have insanity in my ear. Oh, there's insanity in my earpiece too. D's, how about you? I'm D's. Yeah, I'm Aldonzo. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's. I know I got a little off there. It's been one of those weeks. There's there's a lot going on. There's a lot we want to get to talk about today uh, on the show. We're gonna go everything. For, we're, we're gonna do some stories about the wildfires in Hawaii. We're gonna open up with that. We've got these Georgia indictments coming out of Fulton County against Trump. You know, I almost wanted to talk about Joe Biden today because that's important news. The Biden crime family, what's going on. But I don't know, Dees, what's more important, the Biden crime family or that they're that our country's turning into a banana republic with this Trump thing? I mean, at this point, does it matter? Like, I mean, either or we're screwed. I just feel in a perpetual state of screwed. Uh, we have a lot of stories to get to today it, and also inflation. There's a lot of there's a lot of folks out there that don't know how inflation works. And I was surprised to figure this out. I didn't figure it out. Somebody actually said something to me about it. And they say, you, you'd be amazed at how many people don't understand how cost of goods and inflation ties together. So that kind of got me thinking, maybe we need to talk about that a little bit. And after talking to a few other folks, I realized that was the case. So we're going to get to that. We have a lot of stories to cover uh, on this episode on this beautiful Saturday morning. But first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for the show, EnviroSeal. If you have sunken concrete slabs, patios, driveways, and you need to pump up the slabs, give those guys a call at 309-275-6303. They will come in and they will pump their hot, thick polyurethane foam insulation under those concrete slabs, jack them up, and they'll be ready to use the same day. So, they also do residential and commercial uh, spray foam insulation as well. So give those guys a call, 309-275-6303 for EnviroSeal. Dees, yes. how was your week? Uh, well, uh, no uh, animals tried to kill me, so we're already a step up from last week. That's good. That's good. Uh, other than that, I'm just realizing that I'm old and tired. You are old. Yeah, this... Uh, flooring thing working on my hands knees all day gets uh gets pretty rough i bet it does i mean you're no spring chicken anymore man you should finding that out you know what you should do what i heard somebody uh told me one time that's a really good option is you should go into radio i heard you make <laughs> a lot of money yeah that's what they keep telling me i'm waiting and it's really easy on you i think that, I don't know, it sounds like a good deal to me we should try it sometime what do you think there yeah i think sounds like a plan you know i 
I want to talk about this Hawaiian thing. So the wildfires in Hawaii, I think it's, what's the death toll, the official death toll up to? Was it 110 people? Yeah, 110, but there's still, uh, I want to say, over 1,000 missing. So when it's all said and done and, you know, they complete this entire cover-up, it'll probably be around 1,000 to 1,100 people. So one thing that really chaps my, my bottom is when people or entities or businesses or whatever, what have you, government, talks about what they need to do. They sit down and they have meetings and they say, well, you know, we really need to do this. And then the next week they have a meeting and they say, we really need to do this. And this goes so on and so forth for months and, and maybe even years on end. They say they need to do it, but they never actually act on it. And then one day they get a phone call and say, hey, that thing that you said we always should have done and we didn't do yet. Yeah, well, it bit us in the butt because what we said was going to happen happened. Now, that's something I've seen a lot in the corporate world. That's something I've seen a lot in businesses. So it it wasn't really surprising to see that uh, Hawaiian Electric dropped the ball with this whole uh, Hawaiian wildfire wildfire thing. Have you seen this, Dees? Yeah, it sounds to me like a lot of people dropped the ball. And, it does. Uh, but this was all in the name for green energy, though. What Hawaiian Electric did. They knew their infrastructure was screwed. There's a lot of people that think it runs deeper than Hawaiian energy. I'm sure it does. And until we get some actual report out of there, I can't say much about that. There was also the uh, conspiracy theories, too, that, you know, Bill Gates's place didn't burn down and Oprah's place didn't burn down. And you and, know what uh, is very interesting, though? Yes. What's that? So you remember the Las Vegas shooting that was orchestrated by our government, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stephen Paddock, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that they never right. solved, by the way. Right, yeah. Nobody knows anything about Stephen Paddock. A He's 60, a ghost. A 60-some-year-old man toted up an arsenal without being seen by a, an entire or any security cams in a Vegas casino. Please. Hotel. Yeah, yeah, no, that happened. Anyway. And they didn't kill, and the CIA didn't kill Kennedy either. Right. The, the police chief during that shooting? Yeah. You know what he does now? Tell us these. He's the police chief. In that community in Maui. Really? Yep. Okay, so these are interesting things. Go, go down that dark rabbit hole. You know, this is one of those things that Dees likes to say, allegedly. No, not allegedly. No, no, he is. I'm just saying, allegedly, the government the government was behind the Stephen Paddock thing. Allegedly, that's what I'm pointing out. Allegedly, at. my ass. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, though, in the United States today, so you can never be too, uh, too vigilant. You know, if you see something, say something. So, anyway, Hawaiian Electric was aware that their infrastructure was screwed. They even said in 2019 that they needed to invest more in preventing its power lines from sparking and, you know, causing wildfires, uh, consulting California's efforts to reduce wildfires. The company even drafted a plan to install more insulated conductors, fire retardant poles, and more aggressive monitoring technology. But guess what? Hmm. They didn't do it. They invested uh, roughly about 250000 on wildfire projects. Uh did not request state permission to raise rates to pay for wildfire prevention until 2022, but by then it was all too late. Now, Mina Morita, who chaired Hawaiian's Utility Commission from 2011 to 2015, uh, told the journal, you have to look at the scope and scale of the transformation within Hawaiian Electric. That was occurring throughout the system. While there was concern for wildfire risk, politically the focus was on electricity generation. They were going green. Their biggest thing was to go green. So instead of taking care of the folks, instead of taking care of the infrastructure they had 
and getting that ready and getting it prepped so it wouldn't cause wildfires. They went green, 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 green. And I'm pulling up a, these, can you look at this? Does that look very green to you right now? No. No, I, I don't say, think it uh, does. Several shades of gray and not in the... Uh... Gray and brown is what it is. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. So this this whole thing. Now, another issue I got with this. We are about 150 billion in, in Ukraine right now with aid. And counting. And counting. And I think he wants another uh, 200 million, Joe Biden does, to go to Ukraine. So you've all heard my rant about this Ukraine deal. We will not take care of our own borders, but wherever they're taking care of Ukraine. I'm not saying we shouldn't be giving aid to Ukraine by any stretch of the imagination, Dees. But I'm not saying we should not help anybody. But this is a proxy war that we're fighting, and it could very potentially get us into a nuclear war, a third world war. This is bad stuff. And wait, we are wait, wait. we are we are draining ourselves financially and militarily to do this. Did you just say we should you're not saying we shouldn't give money to Ukraine? No, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that we shouldn't not give aid to people. Big oh. difference. Oh, I Big am. difference. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No. Stop. We've got way too much going on here to especially I mean it every, humanitarian aid a, is what I mean. A little yeah. a little bit here and there whatever. But for us to sit right. there and finance entire nations. That's a different story. That's not what I'm talking happened about. happened for our whole lives. I agree. I agree. And that's not what I was referring to. Gotcha. Yeah. Some aid, help out humanitarily. We should do that. That's fine. But to literally cripple ourselves and, like you said, bankroll whole nations, we shouldn't be doing it. So this is the issue I got with this, folks. Hey, but don't worry. Families in Maui are going to get $700. Yeah, $700. This is President Biden on X. We don't call it Twitter anymore. We call it X. Uh, he said, we're laser focused on getting aid to survivors, including critical needs assistance. Uh, a one-time $700 payment per household offering relief during an imaginably difficult time. We have staff on the ground dedicated to helping survivors navigate the registration process. I got an idea. You know what probably helped the people of Hawaii out more than that is if Russia invaded them. Think about that. Right? That, no, then all the mayors yeah. in Hawaii and the state government would be billionaires. Absolutely. And and we just we would give them all the money we've got in America right now. What would be better for that than Hawaii? Think about that, folks. The best thing that can happen for some state, all right, even though Hawaii, I don't agree with a lot of things Hawaii does, the best thing that could happen for Hawaii is Russia to invade it. And they get all the money they wanted. Instead, people that had their homes burned down, they're already paying an exorbitant amount of money to live there and the $700 one-time payment. But see that, that won't happen for the simple fact that because they are a U.S. state, he wouldn't be able to launder all this money through, through them. Oh, that's right. It's got to be another foreign entity, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it can't be a part of NATO, can it? Unless he uses the good old uh, Robert L. Peters name. Exactly. Robert L. Peters, which he was using, mind you, while he was vice president. That's how he was communicating with his son's foreign business partners. Yep. That came out. We're going to cover that in the next segment, too, after we get done with the whole uh, Hawaii shenanigans. Uh, we've got more coming up on this, though, folks. This is one that I really want to get to. We're going to get into this in the next segment. Corrine Jean-Pierre. You know, I really love her. She is the wor she is America's first black lesbian French press secretary. And she is stupid. I mean, she's not intelligent, Dees. We've covered this enough on the show, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, she literally is stupid. Anybody that goes out there to the podium and doesn't even research what the hell they're going to say baffles my mind. 
anyway, we'll be back with that, and you're gonna you're gonna hear some fooling monkey shines coming out of her mouth uh, right here on the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities ninety two point nine, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, we're back on the Aldonzo and D Show, coming at you on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. Is that better, Dees? Yes. Hey, I want to give a shout-out, or actually not a shout-out, an apology, I guess it is. Uh, last week, you know, I very seldom mix names up. Do I not, Dees? You know, you're pretty good. I'm pretty good. I didn't catch it until I was re-listening to it, and then I was like, uh, what are, what'd you say? So, drive is, walks drive walks that was yeah i said, said well that's the first one i said yeah. drive walks i said driveways and sidewalks and patios and lions and tigers and bears oh my i said drive walks and i listened back there i'm like what the hell is a drive walk you know i guess it was one of those things we kind of rushed that show but i don't know i'm not making up excuses we did that i referred to carrie lake the gubernatorial candidate for arizona as carrie clark yeah which i know a carrie clark i think that's why i did it and then i called Peter Ducey, Steve Ducey. Did you catch that one? No, I didn't even catch that one. Yeah, well, guess who did? My mom. <laughs> and I heard all about it. Thanks, Mom. Uh, but, hey, you know what? It could be worse. I could. My mom could be Jesse Waters' mom, I guess, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, Green Jean-Pierre. Here's another one that mispronounced stuff. But, look, look, sometimes El Donzo, you know, you're in the zone. You're going. I get it. But I'm not in front of the White House press corps doing this. Would you agree, Dees? Yeah. Now, I also don't mislabel people by their genders unless they're, unless they're going by a fake gender. Then guilty as charged. If it's identify the woman, yeah, you're a dude, whatever. You got a penis, you're a dude. You know, I, I, but I don't mess that up. Corrine Jean-Pierre went off the deep end. So Maisie Hirono uh, is a senator from Hawaii. And we haven't talked about her much. There's not a lot of reason to really talk about her, I don't think. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. I have. Uh, does that sound like a feminine name to you? Say it again. Maisie Hirono. Maisie? Yeah, that's... Yes. That does, right? Sounds like... Okay, well, I'm going to play this soundbite. This is a Corinne Jean-Pierre on Monday. And roll it. Senator Hirono, who I said the president spoke to uh, just last night, he thanked the president uh, for the immediate support of federal agencies have delivered for residents of Hawaii. Well, one more time. Listen to this, Dees. I heard Senator it. Senator Hirono, who I said the president spoke to uh, just last night, he thanked the president uh, for the immediate... He thanked the president. So let's go back. We're going to do it one more time. Listen real close to this. Maisie Hirono... Senator Harino, who I said the president spoke to uh, just last night, he thanked the president. Okay, so first of all, it's Harono, not Harino. And second of all, it's a chick. I mean, not like one of those chicks like you see nowadays. It's like the twig and berries going. Like, it's an actual chick. I still stand by what I said about her a few months back. She's just mailing it in because she is so beaten down by having to get up there every day and defend that walking corpse. Uh, hey, she took the dude. She took the job. I agree. All right. And somebody somebody flipping picked her for this. Can you believe that, man? 
are we sure that somebody picked her for it or was it just that nobody else wants to do I it? don't think anybody well peppermint patty's not there anymore she right. she got the hell out of dodge dodge and I can't blame her for that uh so anyway this Hawaiian deal and then of course Corinne Jean-Pierre who knows what's going to come out of her dumb mouth next now she was probably a housekeeper at the motel six outside of Baltimore somewhere they're like hey look we need somebody to just come up here and take all of the she was uh, a french maid <laughs> yeah there you go uh yeah and she obviously you can just tell by her attitude like the, the last place she wants to be on this planet is on that podium talking to people fielding questions about from peter the Ducey. worst president in the history of the world so i got this thing so mm, this this broke in the past week this the indictments from Georgia against Trump. Have you gotten a chance to read into this? Yeah, a little bit. There, it's all just BS. But There is so much stupidity here, but there's a reason for it. This is done by design, what they're doing in Georgia right now. Okay? It's absolutely done by design. It's hard to figure out where to start, but none of these charges stack up. Okay? They don't. This is why George Soros has been bankrolling these prosecutors and these judges for a moment like this. This is when you think, well, you know, state and local governments can't do squat. This is it right here. This is the big thing. All right. So Trump's got how many indictments did they get him for this? The 10 or 11, something like that. It's a lot. It's a, I think it's more than that. But it's a lot. And it's all BS because it all revolves around. Uh, the RICO Act. Are you familiar with the RICO Act? Yeah. All right. So for those that don't know, the RICO Act is the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations. Okay. Basically, it was uh, designed to go after the mob in its entirety. And in fact, Rudy Giuliani, who is also indicted in that case, was one of the, uh, I don't know about inventors, but one of the first to use the RICO Act when yes. he went after the um, the mob, the, the Gotti family, I believe. I think it was the Gotti family. We'll get into that in a list of people that have gone through this. Uh, there must be a specific relationship between defendants and the so-called enterprise. This is all about conspiracy, okay? This is all about a group of people that are conspiring to do something that is fraudulent, that is not true. Uh, let's see if I can find a better definition here of this. Here we go. Here we go. So, RICO predicate offenses. Any violation of state statutes against gambling, murder, kidnapping, extortion, arson, robbery, or bribery, dealing in obscene matter. Any act of bribery, counterfeiting, theft, embezzlement, fraud, obstruction of justice, slavery, racketeering, gambling, embezzlement of union funds, bankruptcy fraud or securities fraud, drug trafficking, uh, copyright infringement, money laundering, the bringing in, aiding, or assisting uh, aliens, like from like outer space? No, of course, illegal aliens <laughs> and acts of terrorism. These days, you never know. It's 11 counts, by the way. 11 counts. I knew I was more than 10. So under the law, that is the meaning of racketeering activity. And that's how they go and they get these crime families. The Lucchese crime family, uh, the cowboy mafia, Hell's Angels, Key West Police Department, it was declared a criminal enterprise under the federal RICO statutes after a lengthy United States Department of Justice investigation. Several high-ranking officers of the department, including Deputy Police Chief Raymond Casimir, were arrested on federal charges of running a protection racket for illegal cocaine smugglers. Pretty big stuff, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, the Gambino crime family with John Gotti. Uh, they they hit the Banano crime family, the Chicago outfit, Mohawk. It, it, it's, it's just all these people that are actually committing crimes. So what they're doing is they're taking the RICO Act and they're twisting it around because they want to produce intent to commit a crime. They want to, they want people to think and they want the jury to find it or the judge to find it that Trump and his lawyers didn't think they won the election, that they knew they were committing fraud, that they didn't believe it, and they were trying to sway people. So I've got a list. Let's see how much time we got here. We got a little bit of time to go into this. Uh, I've got this list real quick. Here are the people that are being indicted and charged. Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, uh, John Eastman, Mark Meadows, uh, Jeffrey Clark, Jenna Ellis is being charged. So what they're doing, this is a big thing when you look into this. Not only are they going after Trump, but they're going after his lawyers and the people that stood by him. What they're doing is they are sending a message to anybody that dares, dares and tries to do what Donald Trump has done. You will be guilty as well. His lawyers, his aides, his assistants. Look at what they did with the uh, Mar-a-Lago thing with, uh, uh, I can't remember the guys, yeah. Walt Nagata. And the the other, the the... They added the third one in the second round of those indictments. Uh, they're going to pull or whatever his name was. They're going to pull everybody down with Trump if they can do it. And I'm going to tell you why they stand a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, you got to keep you got to remember this. They, they even got George's lieutenant governor, Burt Jones, on the indictment. So this is the Fulton County Sheriff's doing this. OK, uh, he, he's part of this. Brian Kemp can't even pardon Trump. The federal government can't pardon Trump because this is not a federal crime. They're doing this in the state. They're doing it in the county of Florida. Or, excuse me, in the county of Fulton. See, I just did another one, didn't I? Mm -hmm. In the county of Fulton. Which means even if Donald Trump got elected, he would not be able to pardon himself. Now, a lot of this stems around alternate electors. Yeah, there are... uh, I just saw it. Eleven... Of the co-conspirators, 12, I'm sorry, uh, don't, nope, 13, there's another one, are the fake electors. They're alternate electors. Well, whatever, false, the, 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 All of them, no, they're alternate electors. Everybody chooses their own electors. This goes back to the election in 1960, okay? I'm going to pull a few more details of that up right here, but this goes back to the election of 1960. So, Nixon initially had 140 more votes in Hawaii than Kennedy did, okay? Kennedy's electors went ahead and signed and certified that he won it. A couple weeks later, and then Nixon's did his too. A couple weeks, because Nixon, no, Nixon actually had him sign and certify, but Kennedy's did as well. A couple weeks later, they had the recount, they looked into it, and Kennedy actually had won it. But that's why you have an alternate set of uh, electors. That's why you do that for cases like this. This has been used in the past many times. Every presidential candidate has had this before. Now, have they all had to use it? No, but that's why they're there. And if somebody's going to go after them for having alternate electors, well, I've got some good stuff for you coming up in the next segment of the Aldonzo and D show. 
Because if they're going to go to jail for that, if they're going to be prosecuted for that, I've got a laundry list of people that need to be prosecuted for it for even thinking about it. Right here when we return on the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm not Dees. I'm not Eldonzo. And we're getting back into this thing with Georgia right now on the 11 charges, correct, Dees? 11, yes. 11 charges against Donald Trump right now. A lot of this, like I said in the last segment, actually all of it's BS. So, give me an example. Go ahead. uh, Where are we at now? Do the math quick. Carry the one. Eighty-nine total charges. Eighty-nine total charges against how many cases? Three, four. Is it four? Okay, four. It's for eighty-nine yeah, total Stormy, charges. Uh, documents J six and now Georgia. You mean to tell me he's got eighty-nine charges against him and he's still walking? Yeah, I he, don't think he's going to jail. I believe I'm he's convinced one hundred percent he is going to jail. At he's not going to be the candidate. And neither is Joe Biden, like I said before. But go on. We'll we'll get into that rant later. Okay, so what are the big things this revolves around, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, one of them, like, you know, give an example. When he called Raffensperger up and said, you know, 11,000 votes is what we need. 11,000 votes. Fraudulent votes is what you have to find. Okay? He was saying, I'm convinced there's 11,000 fraudulent votes. All right? Now, we've known, especially since this thing broke in Michigan, that there was... What did they say? Between eight and 10,000 illegal votes in Michigan, right? Well, they haven't said votes per se. Or, excuse me, ballots. Registrations is all that I've read, that they've found that they were false registrations. Now, that resulted given, in those votes getting counted. Well, given the fact that we had the uh, the closing of that, uh, whatever you want to call it, venue, and then you had the 4 a.m. deliveries of boxes of ballots, I'd say there's a good chance that the, there were some fraudulent ones there. Yeah, that that's basically what's implied. The, the problem is with what they're charging with Trump, there's no body, there's no crime. And that that maybe wasn't the correct term to use. But the whole RICO Act is predicated on people got together, they conspired. They worked as an enterprise to do something, to throw something, to fraud somebody. Now, Trump didn't fraud anybody. Trump didn't didn't end up proving his point to the majority of America. People like Dees and I, of course, we see this stuff. We believe something went on there, but there was no fraud perpetrated. Alan Dershowitz said it best. You know, you can't prosecute somebody on what they may or may not have been thinking at the time. And they're prosecuting Trump, or their wishes to prosecute Trump, on that he knew he had lost, and he was trying to get these people, use his poll to get them to throw the election for him. That wasn't it. He never asked anybody to throw the election for him. He never asked anybody to fudge the numbers. He knew there was fraud, and he asked people to find the fraud. Now, the other thing is these electors, these fake or false or whatever you want to call them electors. They're not. They're alternate electors. Now, for Donald Trump to want to use those electors, okay, to write up a writ to send in to the certification of the Senate to stop it for a little bit so they can investigate this and look into it, there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that, having the electors write that up, Dees? 
I can't see anything wrong with it. I can't see anything wrong with it, especially when you've had all these liberals in Hollywood and all these Democrats come out, okay, and ask for stuff like this. I'm going to play it real quick for you. Let's do uh, Michael Moore on Chris Hayes. I think there are people who are pushing very hard who think that um, because of some of the constitutional perils of the emoluments clause, uh, because of the popular vote margin, because of um, a fundamental 2016 think, threat to liberal democracy, that that, that that electors should be persuaded and pressured on Monday to to part with what their pledge is and vote and vote against Donald Trump. Yes, they absolutely should do so? that. Absolutely. I, I believe right now that there are electors. They only need 38 of them. Who have a conscience or who are worried about a man who won't attend the daily security briefings who uh who we now know russia was trying to help get elected i mean can you imagine if this is if you or i had been running no wait right there now he says that michael moore just said that we know russia was trying to help get elected that was bs this is back in 2016 d's yeah. this guy's still running on this okay the, now what he wants to do is because they want to believe that Russia helped Donald Trump get elected, that the people, okay, that voted, whether they won the popular vote or not, that, that happens frequently. There's a reason we have the Electoral College. So the big cities can't decide who in the hell is going to govern us. All right? This always works. When it works in their favor, they're fine with it. When it doesn't, then they want to change the rules on us. But what he's doing is asking the electors to not do what the public has voted for just because he doesn't like Donald Trump. I'll let it go on for office. And they, they show that the Iranians were somehow involved in helping you. What the hell? The, the Iranians. I don't even think I, I I've heard that since Michael that's Moore said new, it. that's a new one to me. This is just all make them up stuff. We'll let it, we'll let this, this airbag play out. Me get elected. What would happen to you or me, Chris? I'm just curious. <laughs> what would happen? This I think is, it would be a totally chill situation. Yeah, what would happen? Nothing happened. Michael Moore got fatter. He ate more cheeseburgers. Chris Hayes is still a blowhard. Nothing happened. Now, how about this one? This is my favorite one right here. You want to talk about trying to overthrow the will of the people? This one's great. You know who I, you know who I like more than Greta Thunberg? Hollywood. I really love Hollywood. Let's play this one real quick for you. Has everybody forgotten about this when it aired? Republican members of the Electoral College, this message is for you. As you know, our founding fathers built the Electoral College to safeguard the American people from the dangers of a demagogue and to ensure that the presidency only goes to someone who is, to an eminent degree, endowed with the requisite qualifications. And now, if you look up uh, the United States Constitution, he is endowed uh, with qualifications. Anyway, we'll let it go on. Eminent degree. Someone who is highly qualified for the job. The Electoral College was created specifically to prevent an unfit candidate from becoming president. There are five. No, not an unfit candidate. No, he said unfit candidate. Donald Trump was a candidate that he doesn't want. It doesn't work like that, does it, Dees? No. I, 130. So, go ahead. I was going to say, I've pegged the first voice, but I don't know who the hell the rest of them Oh, just are. a bunch of idiots. It has been. That first one was uh, Martin, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, yeah. Yeah, uh, Afro's brother. Okay, we're going to continue. There are 538 members of the Electoral College. You and just 36 other conscientious Republican electors can make a difference by voting your conscience on December 19th and thereby shaping the future of our nation. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. 
As you know, the Constitution gives electors the right to vote for any eligible person. Any eligible person, no matter which party they belong to. But it should certainly be someone you consider especially competent. Especially competent to serve as President of the United States of America. By voting your conscience, you and other brave Republican electors can give the House of Representatives the option to select a qualified candidate for the presidency. This is disgusting. I stand with you. I stand with you. I stand with you. I stand with you in support and solidarity with conservatives, independents, and liberals. And all citizens of the United States. Right there, I'm going to stop it. All citizens of the United States. Even though he was duly elected, you, you're going to tell me you stand with all citizens of the United States. You're calling on the electors to not to do to not do their job. Sounds to literally vaguely familiar. Whiz all over the people of the United States that voted for Donald Trump. It again, basically, they were asking the electors to uh, do what they are accusing. Trump and the conspirators to do. That's yeah. Just wanted to be clear. On Correct. That. And you know, Hillary Clinton said the 2016 election was stolen by Russia. Where's where's her prosecution at? Where's her indictment? Stacey Abrams in Georgia still swearing up and down until just a few months ago. And just I say that a few months ago because I haven't heard her stupid mouth since. I think she since. just said it again. Did she? Okay. On, again, wasn't she, wasn't she on the View this week? And basically, oh, she's always on the View. Every idiot's on the View. Basically, said the same thing that where, she still feels. Where's her that. indictment at? Where's Al Gore's indictment at? Al Al Gore is being addressed as the president of the United States six months after the hanging hanging Chad thing in two thousand. This is a double standard. This is what happens in third world countries. Yes, I hate to say it. I believe that they are going to jail Donald Trump over this. Yeah. And they're going to make a point to everybody. And do you really think it matters if Ron DeSantis gets in there? You know, they're talking about, uh, you know, Glenn Youngkin trying to be the, that the uh, GOP establishment wants to make him the dark horse in case DeSantis falters because Greg Youngkin could be the guy that could beat Trump. No, Greg Youngkin can't do squat. All right. Neither can Ron DeSantis at Look, this it, point. DeSantis is still just plummeting. And I'm very interested to see what's going to come out after the debates. What next week? Oh, I am too. Absolutely. Because uh, Ramaswamy or whatever his name is, he's creeping up in a second. Yeah, Ramaswamy is doing good, but I think Ramaswamy is in there because he's helping Trump. That's really what I think. Trump last week's Trump was at fifty-three, DeSantis sixteen, Ramaswamy eleven. Yeah. None of them got a hope in hell. All right, they know what they got to do. They need to get Donald Trump the hell out of there. They need to get him thrown in jail. They need to make something stick. We'll touch on it more when we come back on the old Donzo and D show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, and we're back. The Aldonzo and D show on Cities 92.9. The news and talk of the Bloomington's numbers. I'm the Aldonzo. I'm Dees. <laughs> and we're just being a little goofy. To, well, I'm being goofy. Dees is, Dees is pretty straight laced, and I just kind of get out of my gourd a little bit sometimes, don't I? Speaking of out of their sometimes. gourd, that, you know, uh, washed their server and bleached their bit and whatever and took hammers to, uh, to their blackberries. We're talking about Hillary Clinton weighed in on this. 
on good old Rachel Madcow's show. Did you did you happen to hear this? No. This is, I don't know, just disgusting. Because, first of all, Hillary is not a sincere person. She's a very evil person, okay? She's had a lot of people killed. She's probably killed a lot of people. Uh, allegedly. Vince, allegedly. Vince Foster, Seth Rich, the, the list goes on and on. But the way she laughs when she's asking, like, <laughs> and then she gets real serious. It's like, no, don't BS me about this. Anyway, I'm going to play. She was on Rachel Madcow's show, and, of course, Madcow was asking her about what she thinks about the indictment. And uh, it's roll clip. The country right now, people are wondering what Hillary Rodham Clinton is thinking. <laughs> First of all, I can just, I'm going to cut in there real quick and just assure you that nobody gives a damn what Hillary Rodham Clinton's thinking. Deez, would you agree? I would certainly hope so. Okay, here we go. Let's get back to it. Watching things unfold in Georgia. She is the former Democratic presidential nominee, U.S. <laughs> Senator from New York and Secretary of State. I should tell you, she has a new essay out she's in The Atlantic on the well-being of Americans and our democracy. It's called The Weaponization of Loneliness. Madam Secretary, fancy meeting you oh, here. Oh, I it's can't really nice believe this. <laughs> yeah, this is not the circumstances in which I expected to be talking to you. Nor me, Rachel. It's always good to talk to you, but honestly, um, I didn't think that it would be under these circumstances. Yet another set of indictments. This is something, um, this is becoming like a skill set. Like in yeah. the news business, you say like, oh, I've covered Olympics or yeah. I've covered a campaign. Now it's, you know, those of us who've covered four indictments. Um, I don't know Idiot. if four is it. We don't know if Donald Trump is among those indicted this mm -hmm. evening, but all expectations are that he will be. Yeah, indictments, Do Hillary. You know, what you should have been. What she should have gotten. So for the fact that she goes on here and opines about Donald Trump's indictments is just sickening. They're blatantly getting away with this. Let's you want to hear a little bit more because there's she touches on this. Not on you that. feel satisfaction in that you warned the country essentially that he was going to try to end democracy. But the most of the country didn't believe you. Well, it's hard to believe. I, I don't feel any satisfaction. I feel Liar. great. Uh, you know, just just great profound sadness that uh, we have a former president who has been indicted uh, for so many uh, charges that went right to the heart of whether or not our democracy would survive. And we don't know yet what the charges coming out of Georgia are. But if you stop and think about what the public evidence is, and you've been talking about some of that for the last public evidence, there's no public evidence of anything. There's, there's, this is make them up stuff. Well, at least they had an opportunity to find evidence as opposed to during the Hillary investigation when they destroyed it all. Yes, she got to destroy her stuff. Uh, Trump hasn't destroyed anything that we know of. But she feels, oh, oh dear, dear loving, profound sadness. No, that is the best news that Hillary Clinton's ever gotten is that there's an actual witch hunt and they almost got him to the stake to burn him. Because that's what's going on right now. So Without, for, Yeah, we're, we're, we're done. Like, I'm so over it. Like Trump's not going to be the candidate. Well, I'm not over it. I'm pretty far from over it, over the fact that this is happening in my country. I'm not over that. No, no, no. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, we're not saying that, folks. We're, it's, but we're, we're screwed. Like, here's my prediction, bold as it may be. Trump's going to jail. And come time to choose a nominee, regardless of whether or not he's there, the because there's a lot of Republicans, in my opinion, don't want Trump either. You know, there are, there's not as many as you think. 
there's really not as many as you think. You've got the establishment rhinos, okay, that don't want Trump. I because think, that's cutting into their pocketbook. Yeah, well, I think a lot of the, the heavy hitters behind closed doors don't want him either. And I think, and I hope I'm wrong, but I think when it all comes down to it, they are going to find a way to keep him off the ballot and bring in whoever maybe from might be the well next here's the thing part. to keep them off the ballot they don't need to do that the democrats are going to do that they're going to try to get him thrown in jail so he can't be pardoned so let's look we did we touched on this so republican presidential nomination poll numbers trump at 53 percent DeSantis at 16 this is uh today thursday yeah this is thursday we we pre-record trump at 53 DeSantis at 16 ramaswamy at 11 pence at five haley at four scott at three chris christie at three two and then Hutchinson at zero, Bergam at one, Suarez at zero, and Hurd at zero. Trump is up 37 points. They're not just going to throw anybody in there to beat him. You remember DeSantis was supposed to be the dark horse here to take out Donald Trump. Yeah, and he's just been in a con- constant free fall, uh, well, basically since the announcement. Like, he was polling better before he actually announced. Those poll numbers are why they're doing this. This is why they've started ratcheting this up. They see Trump gaining more steam, and it's almost mind-boggling because, you know, Trump's right. The more indictments they throw at him, the higher he goes up in the polls. They have no choice but to try and get him jailed. And, it look, it doesn't matter at this point if they got a legit charge or not. They're going to find some way to do it. And this is what they're doing in Georgia right now. And Florida. And Florida. And Washington. And Washington. And New York. And New York. They're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at this guy to see what they can get to stick. Now, I don't think Biden's going to be running either. Part of my no, I got a funny feeling that they're going to get rid of Biden. The second half of my bold prediction is, is they're they're going to take care of Trump first. And then there's going to be some kind of last minute audible, whether it be by hook or crook, most likely crook, because I I don't know. My gut tells me that the libs are going to to basically turn on him and just let this stuff blow wide open now i did say that look at his poll numbers this is right this is why they want to get rid of him i think that's a part of it but honestly i think they could fraud their way through this but i think they think i i believe that they think that if they get rid of trump it'll crush us as a country it'll weaken us and also they just want to see trump in jail they're very 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 vindictive that's all they want to see since he came down the escalators in 2015, that's all they've wanted to see is him in jail. He's a nightmare to them. Regardless of whether he's president or not, even if he wasn't running for president, I believe they'd still be doing this. Just because they can't deal with the sheer fact that they got cocky and lost in 2016. This is the Aldonzo and D Show, and we'll be right back for the second hour show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the Eldonzo and Dee's show. I'm Eldonzo. I am Dee's. Take a quick minute to remind you, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash Eldonzo Dee's, where sports fans, you can now catch Hanging with Dee's, our new sports show, as well as all of our Eldonzo and Dee's content. Also, follow us on Twitter. That is at Eldonzo Dee's. Are you looking at me? Yeah, you know what? You better mention the Aldonzo and D show. I did. 
Relax. All right. Plugging your own personal we're, stuff here. We're on the air. <clears throat> That's so unprofessional. <clears throat> and on Facebook <laughs> at facebook.com slash LDs. You know, there's sports fans out there that maybe they, you know. Yes, there is. I'm just want to hear smoke. me talk about the greatest franchise in NFL. The Bears? Not so much. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. So anyway, what I wanted to get to was inflation and why costs aren't going down, even though Joe Biden, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act that didn't do anything for inflation was completely unrelated to it. Uh, it was a sham at best. But the inflation. The inflation rate, I think, is down to, correct me, 3.2%. Does that sound about right, Dees? It's about 3.2% inflation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it was at its all-time high. Uh, I believe it was back in, let's just be specific here. Pulling well, it up. I think it was, I think it was 20, what was it, 2021? It was, yeah. No, 2022 is up to 9%. All anyway, I know is I spend a lot more money when I go shopping. Now. That That you do. That you do. So a lot of people go, well, inflation rates come down. Why aren't the prices coming down? Have you heard anybody say that? Kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to them, does it? Does it make sense to you? No. Okay, well, I'm going to explain it to you. So All inflation. Right, professor. Okay, no, wait. I want to, some people need to hear this, okay? Because they don't think about it every day. They just get... They just get pissed that they're paying all this money. And they're going, why isn't it going down? So when inflation goes up, like let's say we're at 1% inflation, okay? And we go up to 10% inflation. You following me? Yeah. So when you go up to 10% inflation, that means something that costs $100 is going to cost $110, right, Dees? According to my math, yes. According to your, I mean, it's going to vary by, by industry and products, you know. Uh, like, for example, new cars hold pretty steady. Uh, wireless, telephones, computer software, toys, televisions, all that stuff that's made in China, okay, stays pretty steady. But the stuff that we rely on every day, uh, you know, housing, food, beverages, average hourly earnings, childcare and nursery school, college fees, you know, stuff, everyday stuff like that, that we have to get domestically. Stuff you need to survive. Stuff you need to survive, healthcare, that all goes up. And it never goes down, and this is why. So once your widget, your $100 widget at 10% inflation jumps up to $110, and then then inflation in six or eight months comes down to 3.2% inflation, you're actually now paying $113 on it. So the only way you can actually lower the cost of anything after inflation is to have deflation. You can have a negative. You following me? Mm -hmm. Once it goes up, it don't it does not come down. So when it drops down to three point two percent inflation, you're you're still paying more money for it. You're just paying it slowly. You're never gonna go you're never gonna go from $110 for that widget down to $103.20 because you're at 3.2% inflation. See what I mean? Yeah. So if you look at it, that's never gonna change. And a lot of people don't understand that. So when Joe Biden comes out and says, well, we lowered the inflation rate. Well, you didn't really technically lower it because you went from two something up to nine and back down to 3.2%. And even if you do lower it, that doesn't mean you're lowering the cost of anything. You're still tacking 3.2% every year onto that. That's the whole deal. So when you get a cost of living increase, which is usually, I don't know, two to 3% from your employer, that's what average seems to be. They're kind of going with inflation on that. You know, what your, what your groceries are going to be, what your fuel is going to be. The fuel is sometimes affected by that, and sometimes it isn't. 
And sometimes, you know, you got uh, supply and demand, which affects it. But overall, the inflation will bring the prices of everything up. So when they give you a 2 to 3% cost of living increase and you go up to 9% or 10% and then you drop back down to 3.2% inflation, you can't just go out and give somebody a 2 to 3% cost of living increase that year and the year after and expect it to cover it because it does not cover it. Because it's not 2 to 3% every year at this point. Now you're up to 13 14% interest. That's why you're not seeing the cost of anything go down. Not surprised. Did I explain that okay? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought I did. It makes sense, and hopefully it makes sense to people that were questioning it. So, yeah, do not be fooled by those fooly monkey shines when they said that they lowered the inflation rate. Oh, no, it's going to be good when, for you. When, when companies are forced to raise their prices because their cost of production, of whatever it may be, goes up, so that's why they raise their prices. But then, you know, say those the cost of producing it goes down whatever which it probably doesn't but even if it does they're not going to drop their prices because you're already now programmed to pay the extra money for those goods and they're all that is is extra profit well exactly so let's let's take a business for example if a business has to buy their supplies and has to buy their raw materials to make the part those supplies and raw materials have gone up in price now under nine percent inflation like we had a year and a half ago you're not going to see these companies give 9% raises to people, are you? No. It doesn't happen. They can't afford it. They, they can't keep in business doing stuff like that. So it's going to take them years to be able to catch up. And you don't want to have negative 5% because that means that your economy is in a free fall at that point. So once they get there, it's not going back down. Look at the chart. And I'm going to put this on the uh, Aldonzo and D's uh, Facebook page so you guys can see this. So from 1998 to 2018, inflation has gone up and gone down and gone up and gone down. Right, Dees? The inflation yep. rate. Yeah. Look at the chart. It just keeps building and building and building and building and building. So don't expect anything soon to happen with the prices. Look, you got bent over. You got screwed on this one. You're going to have to deal with it. I don't know what else to say, but that's the explanation for it. So moving on. This this, this is from The Blaze. And I don't think you've seen this one because I put this in there at the last minute. We're going we're gonna to read through it. I didn't have a chance to really comb through it like I wanted to, so we'll just we'll just go ahead and read it on air. What do you think, Dees? Right, Let me make sure I got enough time here, brother man. Yeah, I do. Okay, this just this bowled me over. Uh, this is the headline. We're gonna read through the story. I don't like to read too much, you know, of an article, but we're gonna go ahead and do it. Chicago gangs asked not to commit shootings between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. <laughs> Let's get into it. A community group from the north side of Chicago is asking gang members not to fire guns or commit any shooting during the daytime between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. The proposal came from a community group called the Native Sons who recently emailed out a newsletter featuring an image they dubbed the People's Ordinance. The group is from an area called Rogers Park where a gang war between the gangster disciples and Black P-Stones. That sounds like something you have to pass, doesn't it? A Black (laughs) P-Stone. That sounds painful to me. Uh, the Black Peace Stones in Uptown is believed to have been reignited. The semi-peaceful pro- proposal also had captions such as "No sliding while the sun is out," and what what is sliding? I have no idea. That's got to be something for busting a cap in a MFR's so, yeah, hat, butt or something, doesn't it? You're gonna, I don't know. You're yeah. gonna slide by and slide on a by. Cap in a... I'm gonna slide it in. I don't know. <laughs> uh, quote: We have to start somewhere. 
Tatiana Atkins, co-founder of Native Sunset, our goal is to approach our city's gun violence problems strategically and not all at once. Things didn't become this way overnight, and change won't happen overnight. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you can get the gangbangers to stop shooting themselves between the hours of 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., then why can't you? Why wouldn't you think you can get them to stop it all the time? Wait, you telling me that? What, you are you telling me that somebody's about? What, yo, homie, whoa, we can't be shooting each other. Yeah, man, it's, I know too, man. Put your cat back. What? Are you serious? Is this going to happen? First off, I'm trying to get some sleep. So if you got to pop a cap and homie down the road. Do it during the day so I can get some sleep. That's right. That's right. That's when traffic's the heaviest. If you're going to off each other, do it during the daytime when everything's loud and, and us normal folk aren't. At, we're at work. Yeah, like, we're at work. We don't care. Shoot it. I don't even care about Chicago anymore. This is insanity. Look, God bless them. I'm sure that they're trying to do something, but I got a better idea. Why doesn't Chicago start prosecuting? These these thugs. Oh, now let's not. Who get are violating here. violating firearms laws? They get a slap on the wrist. They get let out the next day. You know, if you and I violate a fire firearms law, if if we're felons and we're caught in a possession of a firearm, they're throwing our asses away for years. Okay, they're going to slap us to the eighth degree. Yeah. Now up in Chicago, you can just shoot at each other and it doesn't matter. You get busted, they take your gun, they put you in jail. You get back out the next day, you go get another gun with a serial number filed off. They don't do anything about it. They just let crime run rampant. It's like Kim Fox. There was two gangs. This happened a couple years ago. Uh, Kim Fox was the, oh, the uh, state's attorney, I think it was, up in Chicago. If I'm yeah. correct, it was state's attorney Kim Fox. I think, I think I'm right there. Uh, she refused to prosecute two gangs that had a shootout in the streets because it was mutual combat. Yeah, we talked about that, I remember, what, a month or two ago? Look, <clears throat> Chicago is a classic example of a liberal hell whore a hellhole utopia. <laughs> Did I just say that? Oh, yeah. Then yes. I had that thought that only yes. blackout drunks and Steve happened. Urkel could have. Did I do that? A liberal hellhole utopia, okay, where the lunatics literally run the asylum, run the asylum, and the only people that are comfortable are the rich, are the politicians, are the wealthy folk, and the middle class have to pay the ultimate price for it. Okay, that's what's happening in Chicago. That's what's happening in L.A., in San Francisco, in Baltimore, in Dallas, in Houston, in St. Louis. I was just in St. Louis a couple weeks ago. I mean, what you, a city that I used to love has just become nothing but a rotten s-hole. Yeah. I mean, it has. They have run these cities into the ground, and they enjoy it. Because if they didn't enjoy it and they didn't want it to be that way, guess what, D's? It wouldn't be that way. Right. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on the Eldonzo and D Show on Cities 92.9. The news and talk of Bloomington Normal. back again bigger than life and twice as ugly this is the eldonzo and d show on cities 92.9 and we have breaking news to us we're going to send it on over to d's d's tell us what's going on it obviously can't be anything uh anything too good if we're going to bring it up right now on the show yeah uh th- again full disclosure this is thursday night uh, a little after 7 p.m hunter biden's tax charges have been dismissed by a federal judge following the plea deal breakdown, the 
plea deal on a felony gun charge fell through during his first court appearance last month. Hunter Biden's misdemeanor tax charges have been dismissed by a federal judge in Delaware, which was an expected move after the sweetheart plea deal fell through last month during the first court appearance in the case. The Justice Department submitted a filing last week to dismiss the case ahead of a possible trial on Biden's felony gun charge in a different district. After the plea deal fell apart, Biden pleaded not guilty as federal prosecutors confirmed he's still under investigation. He's expected to plead guilt. He was expected to plead guilty to the two misdemeanor tax counts of a willful failure to pay federal income tax as part of the plea deal to avoid jail time on the felony gun charge. Now, just to clarify, if the, he was a normal citizen, they'd probably throw him in jail for a little bit. It would bit. have been felony tax evasion yes. instead now, of this. I, I get it to where, you know, a lot of times when they're prosecuting somebody and they got multiple, they have multiple charges, that they will drop a couple of the lesser charges and go after the yeah. big one. Okay? Which I'm glad that this news broke because the, this is something we needed to touch on anyway. So Merrick Garland comes out on, what, Friday afternoon or Saturday, whenever it was. Yeah. And said, you know, paraphrasing, obviously, uh, enough's enough. We're going to assign a special counsel to this Biden case. So they assigned the guy that gave him the deal to begin with. How is this possible? I don't if you if you're watching at home on YouTube, I didn't I didn't make a face when he said that because I'm not surprised that I did not know. So oh, you yeah, actually took you, me aback with that one. Deez. Really? You didn't hear that? I, I did not yeah, hear that. Yeah, it's David Weiss. It's the guy that gave him the sweet plea deal anyway. When did they do this? Merrick Garland announced it last weekend. It was either okay, Friday or I Saturday. It. I, I don't it. know the exact day. That That is... Yeah. One of those things like we talked about last week, blatantly in your face. They don't care anymore, Dees. Yeah. They just do not care anymore. And I'm sorry, folks, I missed that one. But no, they don't care. That's why I'm not surprised. If you're watching at home on YouTube... I didn't have a shocked look on my face that they did that. It's That's when it's getting really bad. Because if this would have been Donald Trump did that, if this would have been George W. Bush did that under these circumstances, everybody would be chasing him out of Washington with torches and pitchforks, would they not? Oh, absolutely. Now this we're is, just desensitized to it. That's just how our country works. We're in a banana republic. I don't know what else to say. Basically, this is, you know, he gives the special counsel, and it's an attempt to basically block the Republican members of Congress like Comer from digging any deeper because now they can say, oh, well, it's under investigation. You can't. Hell, hell David Weiss was expected to testify. Yeah. And, and now that's off the books because he's the lead investigator, the special counsel. It's an absolute joke. And the stuff that you're hearing where uh, he's arguing now with Biden's attorneys over whether or not this uh, plea deal, the the diversion part of the, the plea deal was uh, binding or not because Biden's attorneys are arguing that they had a, a legal and binding agreement on that deal. It's it's a joke. That's I'm so just. that That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of. That's one of the reasons why I've got the, the attitude that I have today. I'm just like, I'm tired of it. It's all just a friggin pony this, show this isn't as bad because this is our country we're dealing with here but that's almost like uh your boss hiring your mommy to be your manager at work and decide your raises and decide your your merit increases that's about how bad that is yeah this uh, it's i hope i'm wrong but i know i'm not it, this is all gonna fall apart or or 
this is just the beginning of my other theory in that the libs are, are starting their turn now as the election starts to ramp up. Yeah, so well, they can basically yeah, I'm gonna shove Biden aside and bring on the next president of the United States, well, which is probably going to be Michelle Obama. I'll tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be RFK Jr. No, he's, they, they already yanked his uh, Secret Service. They dropped him. He's a candidate. He's, he's got no protection at this point. He has to do private security. They've dropped him. He's moving that high up in the polls. And I'm not going to say I agree with RFK Jr. on everything, but they're to the point right now. And moving I've said that high up, you said? Yeah. RFK Jr. is getting a lot of support. Hmm. Check him. I think he was at 16%, I think. I'd have to go back and look at the polls. Maybe we can pull that up here in a little bit. But another point, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again in case anybody missed it, they're getting to the point to they are doing this with impunity. They know that they're not excuse me, they don't know anything. They thought they knew in 2016. But I think they're taking measures. There's not a snowball's chance in hell they're going to risk getting an actual America First conservative in there that's going to, for most intents and purposes, send them to the political, uh, you know, frying chair, the electric chair. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think you're going to see so much sneaky stuff come out, just like this new Eris COVID variant. Have you heard about this? New COVID variant, just in time for election season 2024. They say it's going to be a lot deadlier than the other ones, too. Yeah, they've, they'll they've just been keep, saying that. Uh, rinse, wash, repeat on this stuff. Now, something I do want to clarify. I, I saw a couple YouTube uh, comments about, excuse me here, about the point I made last week about the Form 4473. Okay, the point I was making, they, they didn't get it, they're, I, it, I'm, I don't want to say they didn't get it, but I'm going to clarify what I was trying to say. So let's let's go at, over that, then we can move on. So there was a guy that, that I talked about, and I can't remember his name. I don't have the story pulled up in front of me. He got pulled over with firearms in his vehicle, and he was stoned or was smoking pot, right, Dees? Mm-hmm. And they went to go hit him because he signed off on the Form 40, 4473 that he wasn't addicted to or a user of marijuana so he could do the gun transfer. Now, that's completely different than what's going on with Hunter Biden. Now, they let that guy off the hook because I can't remember, like I said, the story, but constitutionally, they couldn't hold him for that, and they couldn't take away his guns, um, et cetera, et cetera. I do not have the story, but the difference was, this is what matters. The difference was they had no reasonable evidence that suggested when he signed that form 4473, he was a user of or addicted to any illicit substance. They couldn't go back and maybe he signed that form 4473 and certified that he wasn't using pot. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe the last gun he bought, he decided after that he was going to start smoking pot. That's why they couldn't get him on that charge. Okay, folks, there was no way to prove that when he signed that he was addicted to an illicit substance or he was using it. The difference between that and Hunter Biden. You mean the guy wasn't traveling around with a laptop that had all kinds of pictures of him smoking marijuana? No, he wasn't stupid. Exactly. And, and, and or smoking crack minors and, and being with underage yeah. minors. Yeah, that's, Wait, these, that's stupid. Underage you, minors, it's the same thing. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, underage minors, whatever. Yeah. Potato, potato, let's call the whole thing off. Anyway, that's the difference. Hunter Biden actually signed that form 4473. Now, here's the other thing, too. The ATF is not going to go find a form 4473 just because they're bored one day. They only pull those Form 4473s when a gun has been stolen, lost, 
found or involved in a crime. Or thrown in a dumpster. Or thrown in a dumpster. So the idiot... By his brother's wife. By his brother's wife. (laughs) So the idiot, okay, not only does he leave his laptop at the computer repair guy's place in a drunken stupor, stone, cracked out, whatever the hell he was, and forget about it, which has got all his damning and incriminating evidence on it, but it's also got timestamps on all the pictures, too, and all the videos the idiot took of himself smoking crack and screwing prostitutes. Sorry, that was a little vulgar. (coughs) Sleeping with prostitutes. So it's got all that timestamped, and then the pistol he had bought, his brother's, dead brother's wife, I believe it was, Threw it in a dumpster. I can't remember the reason why. Some guy's digging through the dumpster that day, finds a gun, it's close by a school, calls the police. They, oh, and they run the serial numbers on it. And then they go pull the form 4473. Now, we knew at the time that he signed for the gun, that he did the transfer of the firearm, that he was addicted to and smoking crack cocaine at the time. This is the difference with this. These, does that make sense? Yeah. Perfect. They can go back and absolutely put the screws to him on this where they couldn't the other guy. So for anybody that needed clarification on what I meant, that was it. Dees, do you have anything to wrap up with on this segment? Uh, throw me under the bus here. Mm. <clears throat> um, How about this one? That, I got a quick one. Go, go ahead. So Lollapalooza happened. Yep, just this keep one? going. Uh, Lollapalooza happened uh, a week ago. And uh, this is funny. It's from the New York Post. Uh, some people that were there for the festival decided it would be cool to take a picture there at the the L, uh, like by the tracks. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And there's three of them. And this idiot, they're sitting there. He leans back and rests on the tracks. Whoa. You, 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 do you know what happens when you touch the tracks on the you, L? You get electrocuted. 600 volts. Yes. He literally, if you haven't seen it, go watch the video. As soon as he touches the tracks, I mean, he just goes rigid, right? Well, then his girlfriend next to him oh, no. tries to grab him to pull him away. And, of course, she just goes into convulsions. Finally, the third person is able to wrestle them away. And, uh, yeah, he's in the hospital in stable but critical condition. So... If you go to Chicago and you think it'd be cool to take pictures by the L, stay the hell away from the tracks. Well, that falls under the play stupid games, win, win stupid, stupid prizes segment, definitely. Uh, so we got something I want to touch on real quick, and I should have just brought this up instead of throwing D's under the bus. Kaylee Cuco, I always thought she was cute. The Big Bang Theory actress. I hate that show. Yeah, but I like her. She is cute as a button. She, uh, she's got... Check this out. She's got carpal tunnel syndrome from holding her infant daughter. What kind of society are we raising at this point? <laughs> I get my hands hurt because I had to hold my baby. We'll talk about that a little bit more on the next segment when we come back from this break. This is the Aldonzo and D show on Cities 92.9. Hey, this is the Aldonzo and Bee Show, back here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of limits and normal. And I was going after Kaylee Cuco a little bit in the last uh, segment. We ran out of a little bit of time. But this just, I read this. It's one of those headlines that you read, and you're just like, how? Like, were you conceived through a screen door? You know what? Like, how are you this weak? Carpal tunnel is something that affects the, the, the carpal bones in the hand uh, and the wrist. Right, D's? 
Yeah. That's what that's, they tell that, me. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure that's... I, I know where it happens. I know guys have had it, but, you know, I'm not a doctor. I did stay in a Holiday Express last night. That usually comes from using your hands quite a bit. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. To get, you find a lot of office workers and I have something that I used to do, uh, meat cutters, people that basically work vigorously with their hands. Now, and I've, I've said this before, I've seen a lot of BS carpal tunnel claims. A lot. That's usually the go-to is carpal tunnel. I've seen guys uh, hand grinding, using uh, four-inch grinders at work. After three weeks of doing that, they want to file a work comp claim on carpal tunnel. So, well, anyway, having done that at your old shop, I can... Uh... I can say that I don't blame them. Well, that job there's sucks. a reason. Yeah, but but your muscles and your tendons aren't used to it. After and you ask anybody that's done that for a long time. After about a month and a half, two months, you start to build up your muscles. Your yeah, tendons muscle get, memory yeah. takes over, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's no big deal. But there's people that have had that, and you know, yeah, it does suck. Uh, anyway, going on. Well, real real quick on this Hollywood. While we're on this Hollywood kick, have you seen anything about the Michael Ower stuff from the Blindside movie NFL player? I have not. Okay. I'm well, maybe gonna... a little bit. Yeah, I think I did go ahead with it. Yeah, yep. not, not to rehash the whole thing, but basically he was semi-homeless, was brought in by the Tui family and yep. had him sign conservatorship that he claims didn't know. Anyway, anyway uh, I'm sure you know the story by now. <clears throat> the bad part is there are idiots online that are actually like going after Sa- Sandra Bullock for this, who played the, the role of the mother in the movie. Like, Get off her case. She was an actress doing a job. She has nothing to do with what's going on with the actual family. She was paid to act a role, did it, won an Oscar for it. They're literally calling for her to return her Oscar. Like as if she had She played a role. Anything to do with it. So yeah, lighten up, Francis. Yeah, and we're we're on a Hollywood kick too. I want to talk about the rush shooting again. There's a little bit of news about that. Oh, but well, I was going to talk. Have you seen Bradley Cooper? Or can I finish up my Kaylee Cuco story, please? What's Kaylee Cuco got to do with Alec Baldwin? What does any of this have to do with the story? You, it's D's. You know what? Yes, go you, ahead. No, no, tell no, me more. No, no, you don't want please. to hear anymore. <laughs> no, and neither do the listeners. You just you just go ahead with your little story about Bradley Cooper. Well, he's getting flack because he's wearing a a, a prosthetic nose to look like um, Leonard Bernstein. Yeah, Leonard Bernstein. Yeah, I saw that. Like again, it's it's a it's a movie. He's an actor. That's what actors do. They change themselves. Yeah. They change the way they talk. They they change the way they move. They change the way they look to portray somebody. So he's playing a Jewish man, and you're going to give him flack because they got makeup on him to make him look like a Jewish man. Whatever. Anyway, yes, The Rust. Okay. This is, uh, oh, let's pull this up because I wasn't actually ready to do this one yet, but you started going to the Hollywood thing and and just literally just boned me on the Kaylee Cuco story. (laughs) I know you don't like Big Bang Theory. I thought you were done with it. No, you enter. You say, "Oh, wait, wait, wait!" Before you get back into it, I want to do this and this. I and thought that. you now were going to go into something else. No, you. Well, you thought wrong. Now, uh, this rust thing. Oh, by the way, I'm just kidding. Did you? Kidding? I'm going to snap. <laughs> I'm going to snap. That's it, cat, and the show. We're done. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, headline: Alec Baldwin could be charged again in fatal rust shooting. His new report claims he actually did pull the trigger, which we said he pulled the trigger from the get go. Get go. Did we had, not? Yeah, he had to have. Guns don't just discharge by themselves. A new report concluded that despite his denials, Alec Baldwin had to pull the trigger of the gun that fired on the set of Rust back in October of 2021. 
As the film's armor, Hannah Gutierrez Reed gears up for her scheduled December trial. Her legal team focused on a new report from independent forensics firearms experts, Lucian Hag and Mike Hag, who were commissioned by the prosecution, concluded that Baldwin had to pull the trigger of the gun in order for it to fire. You are a damn genius, Gump. It took these firearm experts to convince them that this idiot had to pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much figured excuse me figure that wasn't it a single action revolver you got to pull the trigger yeah you you have to pull the trigger or you have to drop it to put the hammer down on it yeah so many things went wrong with this and like i said i like alec baldwin as an actor i i always have he's a good actor don't get me wrong yeah. i again like we said back then i don't necessarily blame him um for the death because he's an actor like but i get it a point i made is he should have never went on and, and made the, the statements that he didn't pull the trigger. and No, he absolutely, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And it's like I said before, his world collided with our world, which is our world's firearm safety. You know, we learned how to shoot firearms. We learned how to be safe with them. We're firearms enthusiasts. His world is he puts a gun in his hand so he can make money, and then he wants to get rid of them when he doesn't have a gun in his hand. He probably should have spent more time learning how to actually use a firearm. And to be honest with you, the production team should have invested in safety training for this. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, there was, there was reports that they were reckless, that they were taking these prop, supposedly prop guns and putting live ammunition in them and shooting them. And there was live ammunition on the set. So either way you slice it, uh, this was wrong all the way around. Yeah. Again, and I said it back then, I don't think the man should have to go to jail because, you know, it's he's got to live with it the rest of his life. Somebody should probably pay some very, very hefty fines. Um, I don't think a single person there had any. Well, I, I know nobody there had malicious intent. They were irresponsible. Sure. Uh, of all of the people involved, I think Alec Baldwin is probably the least responsible for this, but because he's the man that had the gun and then he went and said the things that he said made him look bad, but yeah, it made him look like a liar. Look, yeah. you know, you pull the trigger. I've, I've seen so many people discharge a gun and say, I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You don't want to think you did, but you did. And that's usually how it goes. Now I'll tell you one person on that particular uh, revolver wouldn't you have to correct me if i'm wrong you know more about guns wouldn't you have to pull the hammer back and then pull the trigger or was it correct you, the hammer was cocked back and then the trigger was pulled yeah. i can't remember which model revolver it was but yes it wasn't they're all single action they weren't double action back then yeah but look we just talked about alec baldwin which is old news we got bigger fish to fry here like we didn't fry the fish with donald trump and joe biden and hunter biden earlier but so, you remember who Rachel Levine is? Yeah. Yeah, Assistant Secretary for Health for the Department of Health and Human Services. Admiral Rachel Levine. Let's just call her Admiral Richard Levine. Uh, I just don't even know what to say. He praised an Alaska gender clinic, which promotes revisionist ideas about biological sex, including eliminating the word mother from kindergarten through 12th science classes. Uh 
he said, these inspiring people work tirelessly to create a more equitable future where all those living in the U.S. have equal access to life-saving medical care or we can cut your testicles off or remove your boobies or stuff like that and make little Timmy into a little Tammy. And this was on August 6th. Just recently he said this, but I wanted to get this story. Uh, the terms gestational parent, egg producer, or carrier can be used instead of mother, according to the gender-inclusive biology. <laughs> gestational parent look stop the world i want to get off if you have a penis and testicles you can't be a gestational parent i'm going to do you one better d's if you have a penis and testicles and you have them removed guess what d's no 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 no. wait let's just do one more time if you have a penis and testicles and you have them removed or you have them inverted to form a vagina guess what you still can't be a gestational parent because you're not a woman <laughs> Egg producer? You you can't have testes in a wee-wee and produce eggs. I mean, I've seen those those videos with the egg thing, but no, you can't do that. I mean, it doesn't work for barren children. Not, I wonder how many people got that. Uh, carrier. You cannot be a carrier of a child if you do not have a penis and some uh, testes hanging there. Even if you get them removed, even if you turn your wand to a woo, it doesn't matter at that point. You're not carrying kids. You're a woman. Did you, you say can, wand into a woo? A wah into a woo. This oh. girl I went to school with, she used to state, call them wahs and woos. I don't know. It's stupid high school stuff. But anyway, I just hadn't pulled that out of my rear in a while. So we're moving on a little bit. Now we're starting to get into the funny stuff. D's? Here you go again. Here I go again, buddy. <clears throat> uh, Florida woman murdered. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Murdered her. Elder roommate, and to hide the evidence, she doused herself with Diet Mountain Dew. I'll have more on that when we come. Diet back. Mountain Dew. We're going to be come back with naked ladies and Diet Mountain Dew right here on the Aldonzo and D Show on Cities ninety two point nine, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Welcome back to the El Donzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And this, this, I have a story for everybody I want to get to real quick, and then we'll wrap it up with Dees' stuff, the more lighthearted, funny stuff. And we got to get back into the Diet Mountain Dew thing. But I want to get this out of the way before I forget again. Bernie Sanders, Mr. You know, Equity and Honor and all this stuff, and... You know, it's for the little guy, and he's not part of the establishment. I just wanted to get this out of the way from last week that we didn't hit it. Uh, he's been funneling money from his campaign's coffers to his wife's nonprofit. Did you hear about that? No. And the nonprofit really doesn't do anything, and it pays a six-figure salary to their son. Uh, the independent senator's... good work if you can get it. Yeah, I agree, right? So he's taken the uh, money from the campaign coffers and pretty much given it to his kid. The Independent Senators Committee cut two $100,000 checks to the Sanders Institute for reported charitable contributions in January and March. Uh, the expenditures are the largest from the Sanders campaign to any entity in the cycle. So, good old Bernie Sanders, who you think he's honest and he's out there and he's for the little guy. He's not. He's for himself. It's no different than any other politician at this point, D. So, that yeah. was something I forgot about. 
is it huge news? Are we really surprised? No, <laughs> but the fact that it's coming out and uh, I wonder how much of that, how much money he's actually gotten from the other Democrats to not run to be bought off because we know that happened when he was running against Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I think he got a $700,000 house out of it or something to that extent. We're going to throw it over to Dee's right now. Dee's, take her away. Yeah, back to Miss Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, <clears throat> around the, I believe, the Daytona area, police were called. And what the hell is Just that? Just keep going. Just shut up. Nobody else <laughs> Nicole can hear it. Max, age 35, was charged with tampering with evidence and resisting arrest when uh, firefighters and EMTs were called after smoke was coming out of an apartment. They found a 79-year-old dead man uh, covered in blood with blunt force trauma and a couple of cell phones that they basically traced back to Miss Max. A couple hours later, when they found her, um, she had some blood on her leg, and when police approached her, she immediately put a knife and a hammer down at her feet and tried to say that she was homeless, blah, blah, blah. Well, then she said, yeah, she lived there. She only went there to feed her spiders, didn't go in the bedroom. What? what? Feed feed her spiders? Yeah, look, I'm just reading. Yeah. Okay, go and, ahead. Uh, so then they're like, well, so they let her go for the time being, and then they came back with a warrant for a DNA test from her body because she had blood on her and a torn shirt. So she's like, well, I'm, I'm really thirsty. Can you get me a Diet Mountain Dew? And they do, and she kind of <laughs> hemmed and hawed they with it. They do the do. Yeah, and then she just doused herself with it, thinking that it would corrupt or whatever. She's never seen Boondock Saints. you got to use ammonia. Yeah, so basically she was thinking that diet mountain dew would uh erase the dna evidence and would exonerate her but yeah no she's she's gonna go away for a long time she needs to because not only is she a murderer she's stupid yeah yeah go to the stupid jail do you uh do you buy organic foods uh sometimes okay well take a good look the next time you buy a package of uh organic spinach because a michigan family was surprised to find in their triple washed organic spinach. Okay. Let me say that again. Triple washed triple organic spinach. Washed organic spinach. I'm all ears. Bought the package, took it home, and the little girl noticed there's a live tree frog in the package of organic spinach. Oh, I bet the little girl loved that, didn't she? Uh, I- Apparently not enough to convince mom to keep it because they took it back with the spinach to the store. And, uh, yeah, poor little guy. Yeah, I wonder what they did with him. Why did they just take him out and, like, throw the spinach away? And get more? I mean, well, I know but a box of spinach, you know, a little Tupperware thing of spinach is probably like $3,000 now. Well, so especially organic. Yeah. Yeah, that's they're, yeah, they're all pretty, natural spinach, right? Pretty yeah, pretty proud of that. Yeah, very natural. It comes with its very own Very frogs. own tree frog. You're going to name him. Gonna make me jumpy, right? Uh, another thing I wanted to touch on: Oliver Anthony. If you've turned on the TV at all in the last seven days, surely you've seen him. Have you? You've heard the song, right? Yes, I've heard the song. Very good song, and it's a very country song, like actual country. Yeah, like old school. Like I mean, he even says in the lyrics, he's an old soul. And I just I reached out to him, tried to get him on the show, but. Uh, after watching some of his socials, uh, I don't think he's really interested in that. He's already turned down eight million dollar recording contract, which hats off to him. Like he's just a he's he's a self admitted. He says he's not a good guy and that he's a high school dropout. Does have his GED, uh, but he basically just 
says what we're all thinking. And to the, the liberals on Twitter that are basically saying that it's just propaganda, blah, blah, blah. He even says himself that he's not a conservative. He's, you know, kind of kind of like me, down the middle type person. Just tired of seeing the country screw over the, the little guy. You know, the, the middle class, regardless of what side you're on. I like that I like that meme on Facebook. It said CMT just doesn't know what to do with a person from the country playing real country music. Yeah, it was it was a the Onion article. Oh, was it the Onion? Yeah, the Onion did a thing. Or not? I'm sorry. No, it's Babylon B. Babylon B. I'll yeah. say the Onion wouldn't have sh- sh- shown that in a in a bright light. Yeah, it's shocked to see a a country song from a person who actually lives in the country. <clears throat> well, but yeah, hats off to him, man. I hope he makes it big even if he does it the hard way by doing everything on his own. You know, good for him, but I, uh, good for him for taking that stance and having having honor and not being able to uh, – not wanting to be bought. But this is pretty fresh. We're talking about a week, week and a half that this, this has been out. He's I, got three songs in the top five on iTunes right now. You know, he, a lot of people that he knows close to him are going to be like, dude, they're going to point him aside and be like, Take it while you can. Go get it. Yeah. And he's going to end up going. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't. I, I wouldn't think less of him if he does. Why not? If you can I, I make think money, he'll eventually do, do something. I think he will, too. I just hope that he does it in a way that, you know, because, look, it, it doesn't take a genius to, to know and see that these record execs will literally beat you down. Look at, well, look and at Aaron Lewis. Yeah, and hopefully he doesn't. Yeah, Aaron Lewis is – I like Aaron Lewis. I do, too. But, but hopefully this isn't one of those things where in three years from now he's got some Nashville fat cats writing his songs for him. Right. And he's getting paid to go up there and be a poser because that's what happens to most of these country guys. Yep, yep. That's why Eldonzo and D's don't listen to bro or pop country. No. This is the Eldonzo and D show. We were wrapping it up. We're going to crack an ice cold one because you can't drink all day. We don't start early in the morning. And we'll be coming right back at you, baby, next Saturday on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. We're out of here. See ya.